Now back to the Sunday show with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. Hey, if you're just joining us for the Sunday show, we're here 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. as we continue our discussion with Mr. Nathan Custer and Sushil Kumar of FEMA. Guys, are you still with us? Absolutely. Yeah, Sushil is SBA, but I'm uh, Nate. I'm I'm, I'm uh, FEMA. Yes, so sir. We're Thank not you both FEMA, but we're we're agencies representatives uh, for agencies that work very closely together when there's a disaster declaration, and in the SBA case, even in, uh, something quite uh, less less severe than FEMA qualified disaster. Thank you for that clarification. So we were before we went to commercial break, uh, Philip was inviting the discussion uh, to continue uh, regarding Arkansas. Philip, was there any more that we need to devil into regarding uh, the exemption of the state of Arkansas uh, to the discussion? Well, it's interesting. and, And I don't know. I'm one of those people who's critical when I see reason for criticism. Um, it sounds like it's money available if you were a business in Little River or Miller County, but if you were just a regular resident and you dealt with the same stuff that they had in Arkansas, I'm sorry, in Texas, Louisiana, and Oklahoma, it's not available to you. So, But it doesn't appear to be a fault of any of the federal agencies. So let me back up a second. Mr. Kumar, uh, I know you're SBA. I don't know what your job title is, so if you could kind of clarify that for me, I'd appreciate it. Public Information Officer for the Office of Disaster Assistance, SBA. Okay. And my assumption is that you're in Shreveport or you in Yorktown, Virginia with Mr. Custer? <laughs> That's no, why I'm, I'm, I'm in Yorktown, Virginia. Uh, okay. That was a joke, Mr. Custer. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him walking in my door yet. Yeah. Well, Mr. Kumar, where are you physically located? Are you in, are you in Shreveport or Sacramento or kind of just New Orleans or where? I am visiting family, so I'm in Shreveport. Okay, I've got you. Gentlemen, I want to kind of pivot a little bit um, and talk a little bit about the other crisis that's going on right now, that being COVID. Um, I understand that there are some monies that are available for funeral related, uh, re- expenses related to funerals. Um, speak a little bit about that program, if you don't mind. And I, know, I don't know if that's both FEMA and SBA or just FEMA. That is FEMA, but it's a little bit out of my lane. Uh, I'm I'm basically working the uh, recovery from the winter storm, and I'm not your expert uh, to give you the information on on the uh, the COVID nineteen uh, funeral uh, uh, requests or funeral uh, payment situation. Um, so it's just something that I'm not I'm not dealing with uh, at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of compartmentalized to uh, getting the word out and explaining what goes on with the uh, recovery from the winter storm. Okay. I got and, uh, and on my end, Philip, the uh, scope of my services, very specifically, is COVID-19 economic injury disaster loans. So have no visibility, neither do we have all of our program, such as the one that you just uh, espoused of. Okay. So, all right. Well, let me just torpedo my whole line of questions <laughs> that they had to do with COVID. Go ahead, Lemoyne. <laughs> so, 
So, but it's a learning opportunity, right, for all of us. So, if you live in one of the 126 counties designated for assistance in your home, let's talk uh, about uh, the Texas Health and Human Services Commission (HHSC) with the Supplemental Nutrition uh, Assistance Program, and we naturally know it as SNAP recipients. What are the exclusions to that as a as a contribution to disaster recovery? I'm not uh, an expert. That is a state program. Uh, some of that uh, is federally funded, but I, I really can't go into the details of how, of how the SNAP program works. I can just say that in Texas, people with questions about that or any other uh, local and state assistance that may be out there should call 211 to get more information. Okay. Well, Philip, I did the same thing then, huh? <laughs> Again, it's a learning process. <laughs> well, you know what? There is some safe ground we can get on here. Yes, Let's yes. Let's talk about some of the, the disaster assistance, um, the money that you can get. Home repairs, if your property was uninsured, uh, lodging reimbursement. Just talk about some of those particulars and maybe even some of the things that people need to avoid with that if there's some kind of misconception. Okay, the... Uh, the thing that we always say is insurance is your best line of defense. And people with a uh, homeowner's uh, policy uh, uh, need to file with their insurance company. But at the same time, uh, after that's taken care of, go ahead and register with FEMA because you may come up short on your insurance settlement. Uh, and there may be some aspects of emergency home repairs or other costs that you've incurred that FEMA may be able to help you with on a, on a case-by-case basis. As far as the uh, damages from the winter storm, things like uh, uh, repair of damaged pipes, pipes that burst because of the of the weather, uh, disaster damaged uh, heating, ventilating, ventilating, and air conditioning systems, refrigerator stoves, damage to uh, to electrical, plumbing, or, or gas lines in the home, uh, a leaking roof uh, that may threaten electrical components. Uh, the subflooring, uh, because of water uh, coming down, cascading down through the home, through the roof, from the overhead pipes, uh, all those things can be considered. And so we want people to, to register. Now, if they have insurance, they have to provide that information to FEMA that they do have insurance. And we will await the insurance settlement before we can decide on a case by a, a grant, an emergency uh, home repair grant. But that is something that um, it may take a little while, and if you've registered with FEMA and you just haven't heard anything for a while, maybe you already had the, what we call a virtual inspection of your home done over the telephone, but you still haven't heard anything, give the uh, 800 number a call, 800-621-3362, and find out what may be going on with your application. So what is the average turnaround time, if you can say, or if it's been tracked at this point uh, for an application it's to be... It's hard, to, it's hard, Lamoya, to come up with any, any kind of an average on that. I, okay. I mentioned uh, just now briefly the virtual inspections. I can tell you just a little bit more of how that works. After you've registered with FEMA, you're going to get a phone call from a FEMA inspector. He or she is going to ask you some questions over the phone, and if you have a phone with a live capability, such as FaceTime, or you can get on to Zoom, the inspector will ask you to take that phone and point the camera in the phone at areas of your home where the damage is. 
normally before the pandemic, the inspector would come out and make an appointment and come to your property and look it over in person. We haven't been able to do that because of COVID-19. Not everyone is going to have the phone capability to get on a two-way right. video talk with the inspector. So uh, that'll just be the inspector asking them a series of questions, uh, getting uh, down to just what happened, what what the exact nature of their damage was. Lemoya, in, in, in addition to uh, Mr. Custer's remarks, um, once you register with FEMA, you apply with the SBA. Right now, the average referral rate and I'll explain what referrals means from S from FEMA to SBA is averaging about 67%. So very high odds that, you know, the Phillips of the world, the Lemoyes of the world, if they're registered with FEMA, they'll be referred over to SBA for professional disaster assistance. And here's the crux of our role. If you're referred over to the SBA and don't take the additional steps, process stops right there. So the most a resident or a homeowner can benefit from is a safe, secure, sanitary condition grant. If they apply, which I strongly encourage them to do so, they'll find out if they qualify for our low interest rate disaster loan program. If they are approved and choose not to move forward, that's a hot stop also. The only time they move on to FEMA's other needs assistance is if the SBA turns them down. So a couple of myths we, we need to destroy right about now, which is um, if you are not eligible in your mind for an SBA loan, go ahead and make that a self-fulfilling prophecy and get turned down. Mm-hmm. If you think you don't qualify, let's find out. You might be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. If you are approved, use the money for the purpose intended. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you are turned down, there is an opportunity to request reconsideration. So we don't make loans to people that don't qualify. Right. We don't give you a loan. You've earned it. Mm-hmm. And the monies are to be used for the purpose intended. So between FEMA's grant space program and SBA's loan interest rate program, the unmet needs of the disaster are expected to be met. And one last thing before we go to commercial break would be that folks on this call might think that they're fully insured. Most of the time, people who are insured never get a dollar for dollar for their losses. There's always a deductible involved. SBA will cover those deductibles and exclusions. Back to you. Thank you, Mr. Kumar. We may need to get you here on the team. <laughs> but it is time for another it is time for another commercial break as we continue our coffee talk with our guest. Stay with us. The Sunday show will continue with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. I'd like to ask you a question. When was the last time you heard from your insurance agent? Have you sat down with your agent to review your policy coverage, premiums, and make necessary changes? Your life changes over time. So should your insurance. This is your local State Farm agent, Derek McGarry, and I would love to be your good neighbor. Please visit us on Kings Highway in Wake Village next to Anytime Fitness or call us at 903-831-2000. 
Chevrolet or Volkswagen and pre-owned Supercenter of Texarkana, the great trade event has begun. Overclean trade for all trade-ins. Doesn't matter your make or model or what's your trade. Largest pre-owned inventory in Texarkana. New Volkswagen Jetta, 15200 New third row Tiguan's as low as 20500 The newly redesigned third row Atlas as low as 28250 0% APR for 72 months. OEC available on nearly all models. Now is the time you've been waiting for. Get down to 4545. Why so many people are finding out you get more at OR. Spring is here, and so is the Home Depot Spring Savings Event, where we've got everything you need to finally get outside, get to work, and bring on spring. Start sprucing up your yard with high-quality earth grow and Vigoro mulch. Get five bags for just 10 bucks in-store and online. Spring has finally sprung, and it's time to get out and do more for less. Bring on the spring savings at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Limit 75 per customer. Color selection varies by store while supplies last. Continental U.S. only. Hey, it's me, your favorite hoodie, and I need a wash. First, I woke up to a nice slobbery kiss from the dog. Then I got shoved in a smelly gym bag. Next, I washed the car with my face. Then you took my arms, tied them in a knot around your waist, and sat on me. For everything your clothes go through, there's Tide Hygienic Clean. With deep cleaning power, it removes visible and invisible dirt. You want to learn the worm? When it's dirtier than it looks, try new Tide Hygienic Clean. Spend $40 and get 10 extra bucks only at CVS. I'm Demetria Lucas for the new Gold Series Hair Repair Collection. As a podcast host, author, and cultural critic, I tell stories that give black women a voice. Because if we don't tell our own story, someone else will. My hair tells my story, too. So I want it to be fabulous and healthy. The Gold Series Hair Repair Collection works as hard as you do. It's designed to reduce breakage by 50% for two times stronger hair. Gold Series. We work hard while you work wonders. You've waited long enough. Now it's time to bring on spring at the Home Depot Spring Savings Event. Get a 40-volt battery-powered Ryobi string trimmer for just $159. Shape up and spend some time in your outdoor space. Find savings online and in-store for everything you need for your projects. From paint to power tools, wave goodbye to winter and bring on the spring savings at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Valid through April 18th while supplies last. Now back to the Sunday show with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. We're back for our second segment as we continue this morning with a plethora, a large amount of information uh, regarding FEMA assistance as well as SBA small business assistance with Mr. Kumar and Mr. Custer. Uh, Philip, are you still with us, Mr. Custer and am, Mr. Kumar? All right. Um, I have a question. Uh, as an information scientist, I can't help but to wonder, because we've already plowed through a lot of information this morning, a lot to retain, a lot to connect with and make sure that uh, one understands the steps one through whatever the last number is, one through five, one through six. Um, and as one continues to wait to get a confirmation with a response uh, for such assistance, how are we best connecting to areas, uh, entities, businesses, organizations to push out the information that this assistance is available. Now, you all are here with us this morning, and this is great. It's, it's hitting the airways. One is able to write down and even recall and, and even re-listen to this broadcast tonight at 6 o'clock. But for vulnerable populations, 
how are we targeting um, in, a, in a way to present this as an option? I can say, Lamoria, that we're getting a lot of help from local organizations. Uh, some, of the, some of the groups are uh, forming um, uh, efforts to help people get registered. They're setting up locations where people can come in and, uh, and maybe use a phone that's there and a computer, uh, talk to some of the local uh, emergency management people, and get get help. Uh, it can be a, sometimes a baffling, uh, uh, maybe somewhat overwhelming. Yes. Uh, when they when they're trying to figure out, well, how do I get uh, get on with FEMA and the SBA, and how do I how do I get on the road to recovery? I wanted to mention something. Um, Folks, that uh, that Sushil mentioned about the people uh, on getting an SBA loan or not getting it. If they're deemed not qualified and not financially qualified to take on a loan, they're automatically referred back to FEMA for what is called other needs assistance. And this can be uh, things like lodging expenses, temporary uh, temporary housing uh, where they had to move out of the uh, out of the home that was damaged; they couldn't stay there. Is temporarily um, uh, condemned for his for occupancy. So if they've had uh, any kind of uh, hotel expenses, they have those receipts uh, on a case-by-case basis, there may be some reimbursement for that. Uh, personal property assistance. If you had to replace some, some per- personal property damaged by burst pipes, some miscellaneous items that uh, could, be, could be affected, even... Um, Vehicles damaged by the disasters, uh, by the disaster, medical and dental assistance for uh, medically required items where mm-hmm. they are caused by the disaster, injured uh, during the disaster, even childcare assistance can be considered. So, uh, if you are unable to uh, to get the SBA loan coming your way, you can refer back to to FEMA and be considered for some additional assistance when you say medical assistance uh can you clarify just a little bit more are we saying injury due to the crisis or are we saying something that was already present uh that you know worsened during can you clarify no these would be these would be uninsured medical and dental needs caused by the disaster okay it could even be somebody that uh, something fell. Something fell down from upstairs in the home. Uh, a pipe broke. Uh, they were they were struck by some kind of falling uh, debris during the disaster. Uh, it's things like that 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 we can consider as disaster caused uh, medical or dental needs. So not those that if you were receiving some type of uh, you had medical equipment that you use, such as a, a PAP machine or a CPAP machine or something. And if electricity has gone down, uh, that that that's a direct effect. There's a cause and effect there. So so those things are, are you are you able to say that those things are exempt? It's 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 again, it's on a case, case by, by case. case. Basis. Okay. Uh, but that is something that uh, FEMA would certainly take a look at. Awesome. Gentlemen, I want to I want to kind of pivot here and ask a question and, and this kind of relates more so back to your role as a as a public information specialist or as a a, a media relations specialist. Um 99 times out of 100 your agencies can do great. 90, 999 times out of 1000. But it's just that one time that kind of it, it creates your brand and it has a negative connotation to it. So I'm going to ask you about some success stories that maybe 
are not what people perceive your brand to be or it's not common knowledge. And I want to back into it by, I think of FEMA, I think about Hurricane Katrina. I think about our failed response to it. I think about great job, Bernie. I think of FEMA, I think of Hurricane Maria, I think of Puerto Rico, and I think of the president throwing paper towels in a press conference. So there are all of these negative things that come to mind. So what are some of the positives? What are some of the success stories? What can you throw out there? I guess we should begin with you, Mr. Custer, since I just took FEMA under the bus. Well, in some of the in some of these disasters, uh, I'm speaking now of uh, wild, wildfires being one of them, where uh, entire uh, mobile home parks were wiped out. Things like this. Uh, FEMA works with uh, with the partners, uh, local and state agencies. This doesn't happen overnight, but I know that in the state of Oregon, where I worked virtually on that uh, wildfire disaster last <coughs> fall, they were able to materialize some uh, manufactured housing units and set up people in some uh, in, in some FEMA trailers, uh, mobile homes or whatever for up to 18 months to get a roof over their heads uh, in cases where there just simply wasn't any housing available. When we need to provide housing for people who've been, uh, who've been left homeless, the preferred method is rental housing. When in a lot of these areas, there's just a lack of rental housing and it's gobbled up quickly uh, by such an uh, unexpected need. And that's where we consider uh, uh, from time to time a housing uh, program that includes uh, bringing in some units, some uh, some mobile units, and putting uh, putting a roof over people's heads for uh, at least a, a year and a half while they work on a longer-term recovery. Kind of the same question, Mr. Kumar. Uh, SBA doesn't necessarily get negative press, but the negative connotation is that, man, it's going to be a whole bunch of paperwork that goes with these folks giving you some money. But talk a little bit about some of those common success stories that people don't commonly know about. You know, um, in, a wor- in a world of uh, sensationalism, you know, you'll find stories that um, people want to sink their teeth into to point out the lack of efficacy uh, in a program. But, you know, the program works. Um, as you, very succinctly said earlier on, Nine times out of ten. Well, there are nine success stories that we never hear about. Because in my experience, I was talking to way back when I was working in New Orleans. I, I actually asked the CFO who was my client for uh, WGNO News at that time. I said, you know, I just watched the last night's newscast. The first 12 minutes covered about nine stories of brutality against women and children. I said, is there anything good going on in the world, for God's sakes? You know what he said? Bad news sells. <laughs> okay? So, you know, it's self-evident that there's so... I mean, the, the fact that our program is still uh, relevant, we're making loans, $85 million so far. We're on the air, increasing advocacy. Oh, and by the way, for my good friend, information scientist, who mentioned the word plethora, let me add to, the, to your... Um, to your description by saying, how about smorgasbord? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I like, I, yeah, smorgasbord along with, along with plethora, you know, of information. So, you know, without being glib, Philip, here's what I'll say. There's plenty of success stories. Let me give you an example in, um, up in um, the Valley Fires in 2015. We uh, worked extensively with FEMA in California. Uh, of course, I live in Sacramento, so this was a fire in my backyard, literally, <laughs> 70 miles away. Oh. And um, we worked diligently 
And I mean, if you look up the Valley Fire after his interview is over, you look up the devastation that happened. I mean, entire scenic mountainous neighborhoods and scenic uh, homes, and I mean, people's lifestyles, vacation homes, anything you could think of. You know, people use the description of bombing off. Yeah, it, it really did, because all you saw was char everywhere. The good news was in 2018. Well, it's good news and bad news because 2018, there was another fire there that destroyed another part of the city that was left out. There was an economic issue disaster on applicant that was able to save his or her business and successfully relocate to, of all places, you would think they would stay local, but they had family down in Ventura County, um, in the Los Angeles County, in Ventura County area, down Los Angeles area. They used our money. On a, on a case-by-case basis, money is available for businesses for relocation. They took that money and survived. And in that neighborhood that I actually visited, because the business association was very active, it's called MATH, and to the Chamber of Commerce, we were able to lend money to quite a few people, but seven out of the ten businesses that I was visited did not apply for economic injury disaster loan. And guess what happened? Unfortunately, they failed. And here's a statistic I'll share with you, Philip, Okay. And this is of grave consequence to folks in the Texarkana area and nationwide. I share this not for sensationalism. I share this for recognition. One in five businesses that stay closed for the first five days of a disaster has a 90% probability of failure in the first year. Mm-hmm. Okay? So think about that. In, in an area already devastated by COVID, this disaster comes by. Someone, a business owner decides they don't want to apply for the economic injury disaster loan, either through COVID or through the winter storms. One in five, so 20% of the businesses have a 90% failure and already, um, I, I don't want to use the word depressed because that would um, drive people crazy, but an already subdued economic environment. Why wouldn't they apply? It's a cash flow loan, it's a fixed interest rate. The maximum amortization is a 30 year term. And the word paperwork you mentioned, that paperwork is no different than, in a, you know, than a commercial loan. People are still buying homes, if you read the business news, where, you know, new home sales records, car sales records, there's paperwork involved. And you know, why wouldn't you fill out that paperwork if it's to save your own life and your own family and help raise a family in the home that was just destroyed? Why wouldn't you want to fill out the paperwork? That's my, my theory. And we're there to help you. We're not, we're not asking for paperwork for the sake of paperwork. We will, our customer service agents will do their part in helping you with compiling a needs list and working with whoever they need to. I did that when I was a loan analyst for a little bit before I became a public information officer. Called people up and said, do you have this document and we have this person? I have the permission stuff here. Would you please provide? And move on from there. So I think both agencies, I'll speak on behalf of mine, we're here to help the needs of the many. We're not here to be an administrative burden. We're not here to make lives complicated. We're here really to help. And But we can't, as the expression goes, we've all heard this expression. We can lead the horse to the water, but we can't make a drink. Ah. We can talk all day long about what the services are, but the actual application has to start with the right. person who was referred over from FEMA over to us. Right. My apologies. Speaking of technology and how quick things work. (laughs) Um, So as we wrap up here, we want to make sure that it is concise, clear, because we want this to resound across the airways in our rule to soon 
quickly to become urban or suburban area. When one step one in approaching assistance for SBA and FEMA, what is the first step? First step is to call your insurance company and notify them that you had damages, but then right after that, register with FEMA so you're in the system. If you register with local emergency management or the Red Cross, let's say early on in the disaster, that that does not get you into the FEMA system. So you need to go to disasterassistance.gov and uh, just provide some basic uh, information uh, that must be your principal residence, uh, the the number of occupants of the permanent um, uh, residents of of that property, what the de- damage was, so whether or not you have insurance, a means of contact, a little bit of uh, information about your financial situation, and then that gets you into the FEMA system. And, and uh, there's no need to uh, hold back on that or feel that the help is not available for everybody or it's only going to be for for certain major tenants. It's there for everyone. Uh, and everyone to be looked at on a case-by-case basis. Okay. So is there a step two, or is there if and when then after the step one? I mean, uh, keep in touch with FEMA. Keep in touch with FEMA is what we like to say. As As I mentioned earlier, if you haven't heard anything back after you registered or you had your virtual inspection but still nothing, uh, no communication from FEMA, call 800-621-3362 and find out what's going on with your application. Okay, Mr. Kumar? My federal partner, Nate, will concur with this assessment. So here's my 30-second bite. All you have is 30 seconds, or here goes. Step one, <laughs> register with FEMA. Get your nine-digit number. Step two, if referred to the SBA, apply with the SBA. Three, if you're turned down by the SBA, you'll be automatically referred over to FEMA's other needs assistance. Step four, keep all insurance documentation handy. Step five, call SBA if you have any questions, 1-800-659-2955. And there you have. Let me ask this, just for clarification, if you, if you are, uh, if you're not a citizen, if you have tax liens against you, are there any things that kind of disqualify you from assistance from FEMA or SBA? Since uh, FEMA is a grants-based program, lending is, is not part of their parlance. So in the world of SBA and the world of lending in general, because we're a lender, generally speaking, lack of cash flow is your first and most obvious reason for turndown, okay? If your expenses exceed income, you can't pay the debt back. Second, tax liens are indeed a, um, a reason for a turndown. Third, uh, back child support. If you're behind child support for 60 days, you're turned down. And last but not least, if you have a, a criminal incarceration of some sort and you mark off, yes, you've been convicted, and you mark off that box, yes, that takes you out of the process, and then and someone in D.C. in the legal affairs area will determine whether or not they are able to participate in the taxpayer subsidized program. I wanted to also mention... Uh, uh, folks, that there is a problem uh, often when these disasters with scams. Some people will come around to go door to door, claiming to be from FEMA and offering to help people with a registration with FEMA for a fee. We don't charge any fee for our services, and we don't go door to door in that such a soliciting manner. And if anyone is from FEMA, they're going to have a photo ID badge that says that. Also, watch out for what you might call fly-by-night contractors, people who are not locally licensed and bonded, coming through and trying to take advantage of people when they're down. 
maybe wanting all of the payment for uh, a work of a repair job to be made up front. Don't ever do that. Don't put up more than 50% of, of the cost. Get everything in writing and uh, check with your local uh, officials uh, before you deal with a contractor with whom you may not be familiar. And as we know... And uh, too. Go ahead, Mr. Kumar. I'm sorry, Lamoya, go ahead. I would say, you know, just as a general rule as consumers, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. When in doubt, call the agency in question. In, in my case, 1-800-659-2955. If the person says they're from the SBA, know for a fact that no one from SBA is going to be knocking on their door. Okay? Call us to verify. Don't awesome. ever take a decision in doubt. Ever. And one last thing to contribute to um, Mr. Custer's comment about credibility of those uh, such as contractors. We learned a couple of weeks ago uh, the uh, Texarkana USA Chamber of Commerce has collaborated a list of qualified professionals here in our area uh, to you know go down and decide uh, whom on that particular list is safe uh, to utilize as far as uh, with repairs. Fellas, our time is up here with the Sunday show. We hate it, but this is it for this edition of the Sunday show. We thank you very much for your time this morning and being thorough, concise, and um, giving us an enjoyable time and getting to know you. We hope that you have enjoyed the show and you will tell all of your friends about the Sunday show. Now, on behalf of Lemoya Burks and all the great and wonderful people here at Texas County Radio, we want to thank you for being our listeners and thank you for being kind enough to tune in to our show. Remember, thank you are you, listening. Ladies and gentlemen. Remember, you are listening to KTOY Radio 104.7, the station that cares about the quality of your life, the soul of the city. And if you want to hear this show again, it's going to be rebroadcast this evening at 6 p.m., and that's going to be on our sister station, 105.9 FM. And podcasts of all previous shows are available online at KTOY1047.com. If you would like to appear on the Sunday show, please contact me, Miss Lamoya Burks, at 903-244-3997. Please keep in mind that we prefer to schedule guests a month in advance. Again, please contact me well in advance of your desired date at 903-244-3997. Now, we have closing comments, and they are courtesy of a gentleman who just recently passed this yes. week. His name is Earl Simmons. You probably don't know him by Earl Simmons. You probably know him by the acronym for Dark Man X or DMX. Should I bark? This is a quote from DMX. <laughs> Open quote. The curse turned to grace when the hurt turned to faith. Kind of deep, even though it rhymes. The curse turned to grace when the hurt turned to faith. Mm. That is all. We love you. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week on The Sunday Show. The Sunday Show will return next Sunday morning from 9 to 10. If you have questions, contact Dee Dee Woods, ddwoods56 at aol.com. The views and opinions expressed during The Sunday Show are not necessarily the views or opinions of Texarkana Radio Center.